Hello, welcome to the Family Life Spice, the podcast that inspires you to build and sustain the relationships that matter most to you. Love. This is one word that has been so used and abused, it has been robbed of meaning, value, and significance. The statement, I love you, has become cliché. The idea of love leaves a bitter taste in the mouth of some. For others, it makes the mouth water. While some have concluded they can do without it, others believe they can't live without it. Some have vowed never to risk love again. Others are incurable. On both sides of the divide is the sad reality most people lack a realistic and healthy perspective of love. Do you understand love? Keep listening for helpful insights. This episode of the podcast, first of a two-part series, features a recent talk on Understanding Love by Dr. Ademola and Mrs. Ajoke Adebi, our leaders at Family Life Ministry. Most of us are either in love or looking for it. We all know the search is not easy, by the way. One of the reasons true love is is so hard to pin down is that we don't even agree to the meaning exactly what love means to this person or to the other person. To complicate things, most of us don't know what we are looking for in love and our expectations are totally different from one person to the other uh, in, in courtship, in dating, and even in marriage. And the effect of love are from the sublime to the ridiculous. Love makes people to do unimaginable, either in negative or positive sense. When some people fall in love, they can't sleep well, and some start to underperform in almost all areas of life. There have been stories of lovers eloping when a parent or parents show disapproval for their relationship. But there have been great stories of not just families, but communities settling their age-long quarrels because their children fall in love with each other. Some men work harder Some girls begin to perform better in their academics when they fall in love. Some will steal, some will maim, some will even kill in the name of love. Enemies become best of friends and friends become worst of enemies. So what is love? When two people start dating, they will promise each other anything and everything. I will never leave you. I can't survive without you. I will always be there for you. I go die because of you. But there are several cases where spouses just within a few years into the marriage become disillusioned, disappointed in each other. Bad it is that the rate of divorce, particularly in the Western world, Western hemisphere, is now as high as 50% as statistic is showing. This ought not to be so. Not at all. Therefore, we shall explore how misunderstanding of what what love means is hurting your marriage 
and how understanding of different meaning of love can help your marriage. To start with, again, what is love? Well, most people think love is a strong feeling of emotions. Some others say it is a sentimental knock on your stomach. <laughs> Some say if you fall in love, honestly, you will develop goose pimples. Some define love as a feeling you feel when you get a feeling that you have never felt before. Let me come again. A feeling you feel when you get a feeling that you have never felt before. So what does that mean? Nothing really. The Ekanta Dictionary tells us, Love is the tender affection for somebody such as a close relative or friend or for something such as a place, a meal, or even your dog. Desire for somebody to feel romantic and sexual desire and longing for somebody. Another uh, option, to like something very much. The core meaning in summary, therefore, is a strong positive feeling towards somebody or towards something. Synonyms for love is liking, affection, fondness, then passion, infatuation, and crush. Now, let's, let's, let's emphasize a little bit on those last three. Passion, infatuation, and crush. Crush, a temporary romantic infatuation, especially among teenagers and young people. Infatuation is an intense but short-lived, often unrealistic love for somebody, usually of a romantic or sexual nature, just desire. And passion is an intense or overpowering emotion. Either love for somebody, usually a strong sexual desire or strong liking, or enthusiasm for something. Now, English language seems to be limited. The Greek language seems to have better outlook to love because it has different words for different kinds of love and affections. Let's see how the Greek language can be of help. Philia love. Philia is love between friends or family members. Mm -hmm. It's a friendship love. It is not a romantic love. It occurs when both people share the same values and respect for each other. It is commonly referred to as brotherly love. Okay, somebody defined friendship as shared values. We are friends because we share the same value. That's philia. That's philia. The second one is storge. Storge is familiar love. Storge is a natural love occurring between parents and children, between children and their parents. This love comes easily and immediately in parent and child relationships. I storge you, I philia you, you know, they are completely different from other love. Okay, next. Next is uh, philotia love. Philotia is self-love. 
It's a healthy form of love where you recognize your self-worth and don't ignore your personal needs. Self-love begins with acknowledging your responsibility for your well-being. Okay. okay? You will recognize that you are operating in the mode of uh, philotia or self-love when you are talking about self-worth, confidence, uh, I need to boost my self-esteem. That is necessary for a sense of one's purpose. So when you begin to think like that or you are in that mode and you are thinking, oh, I need to develop confidence in this area, boost my self-esteem, that is self-love. Then number four, Eros. Now, this is romantic love. This is the most popular. Okay? But it focuses on the on the externals. This love is a desire for another person's physical body. The beauty, attraction is the romantic love. Okay? Um, this romantic behavior include, but not limited to kissing, hugging, and holding hands. And you are in cloud nine. Okay, this is the most popular. This is what both the young and the old, even the aged, express to each other, but usually to the opposite sex, except in this very strange world that we now live in, where we have same-sex attractions. Eros, when properly handled within the confine of marriage, is okay, is welcome, we have been wired for it, that's the way it's supposed to be. But within the marriage confine, when it's expressed outside, it's a disaster. It has destroyed. It has caused troubles. Uh, this emphasis is very important because all kinds of institutions of human endeavors have hijacked uh, Eros love yeah. and have given it different interpretations. And you have young people, even teenagers, I'm trying to express Eros love. I mean, that's wrong. Uh, unmarried people trying to express Eros love. I mean, that's wrong. It's, it's not right. According to the word of God, is to be expressed within the context of marriage because God designed sex. The argument is God designed sex and he had a purpose for it. Okay. One of his purposes is to, is to use it as a vehicle to continue to populate humanity. And he had designed that to be used within the context of marriage. So when we hijack it, and uh, every Tom, Dick, and Harry, every age group, every inappropriate age group are expressing it, then we, we are misappropriating it. Now, the next one, number five, is Ludus, playful love. Ludus is a childlike and um, flirtatious love commonly found in the beginning stage of a relationship. This type of love consists of um, teasing each other, playful motives and laughter between two people. Um, it's, it's pretty common, of course. We are becoming sensitized now in the culture. You see some old people, they, some, it can even be a grandmother calling a little boy my husband. And it's because they, they have affection. 
they 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 just appreciate and have affection for the little for one. the little one, mm -hmm. and also some older men calling little girls their their wife their wives. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is playful love, and uh, baby, this playful love too is welcome in marriage. We we must we must know how to how to play and how to enjoy our companions. Yeah, companionship rather. And for young people, you know, sometimes in the classroom. Somebody will just come at you like a pest. It will tickle, it will pull your ear, it will give you a conk, and you will say, Oh gosh, that is ludus. In action. In action. The sixth one is mania, obsessive love. Sometimes it can be very dangerous. And you've seen it. Somebody say, It's because I love you. You say you love somebody and you are hurting the person. You are so insecure. The person you claim to love, you are calling, where are you? Who is with you? What are you doing there? Some people, in the name of love, they will imprison the lover. I mean, all kinds of stories you, you've heard of men locking up their girlfriend. You can't leave the house. They are monitoring their phone calls. Nobody can talk to them. For some women, wives, they want to cut off everybody. From their husbands, oh, yeah. the, including the parents, the siblings, their friends, nobody talks to them. And they will say, it's because I love you. I just want to have you to myself. This is an unhealthy kind of love. Some people, because of this maniac love, they even kill, maim, destroy other people's lives. And they destroy relationships. And they will say, it's because I love you. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. And uh, studies have shown that. This mania love is an imbalance between eros and ludus. You want to show romantic love to your partner and a playful love. So if there is an imbalance there, studies say this is mania love. It's going to produce mania love. So we need to balance romantic feelings and love to as appropriate to the marriage partner, and of course, the playful love. And we would like to say that with healthy levels of playful and romantic love, the harm of obsessive love can be avoided. So let's balance it. Let's calm down. As uh, my husband has said, that you, you, you say you love me and you are hurting me. Hmm. Oh, no. Uh, maybe there's a problem there, a sense of insecurity. So you just calm down and balance that playful love with romantic love. And the harm of obsessive love can be minimized or avoided. Now, the seventh one is pragma. This is enduring love. It's a unique bond that matures over many years. So, people that have weathered the storm, rain, sunshine, they've been there for each other in marriage, and their love has endured all kinds of troubles, big troubles, small troubles, medium troubles, over the years. Um, this is the kind of love that they have expressed, pragma love. Pragma love is actually standing in love rather than falling in love <laughs> with your partner over a very long time. 
And this is the kind of love that is needed in marriage. Being there for each other, come rain, come sunshine, on the mountain top and in the valley. When life is going well, in sickness and in health, um, loss in the family and all that, just weather the storm. Just to add, commitment and dedication are required to reach pragma. Uh, we made a commitment in our marriage vows that we will love until death do us part. That is appealing to pragma love because sometimes in, in God's sovereignty, to death do us part can be, <laughs> you don't know. We have uh, some of our older parents who have been in marriage for 52 years. 52 years. They are models to us. Somebody said love at first sight is understandable. But when you have been looking for, I mean, looking at the same face for more than 10 years, now let's say 52 years, it's a miracle. Some people have been married for 70 years uh-huh. and just looking at the same person for 70 See, years. Yes. That's a miracle. Yeah, it's That's pragma. an example of, of pragma. pragma. You have been listening to Reverend Dr. and Mrs. Adebi on the topic Understanding Love. I hope you now have a better understanding of love in marriage. I wonder who came up with the funny description of love being a feeling you feel when you feel a feeling you have never felt before. There are statements that sound clever but lack the meat of wisdom. This description of love is one of them. A marriage relationship has no need for all seven expressions of love discussed in this episode. However, every marriage needs a good blend of five out of the seven. Your marriage needs philautia, the healthy love of self. To love another well, you must be able to accept and love yourself. Philia, love and loyalty between friends. This is necessary because husband and wife should be friends. Eros, romantic love. Can you imagine marriage without romance? I can't. Ludus, the playful expression of love characterized by flirting and teasing serves as a buffer for romance in marriage. And then pragma, enduring love. This helps a couple forge ahead against all odds. Think about for better or worse. So decide today to make these five expressions of love feature in your marriage relationship. Understanding Love is a two-part series. Don't miss the next episode where the Adebis talk about the eighth kind of love, which wraps it all together. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Family Life Spice. We hope you found this episode helpful. Please subscribe to get latest updates and spread the word. Goodbye.